you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 10 Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Ten takes, ten minutes. We said at the beginning of this season we would each and every week we would do that. We would deliver it to you. Guess what? Last week's episode was our 100th take. We've delivered 100 takes in 100 minutes, which means we're starting today with 101. It's episode 11. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for listening. We are the side item show. It's short form. It's quick. It's fast food. If you want the long turkey that takes 15 hours to cook, you go somewhere else. There's a three-hour podcast on true crime or what's really happening to plastics and the environment. You can listen to that if you want to. This one, Razor thin, quick, 10 takes in 10 minutes. Here comes take 101 in minute 101. Start the clock. Best story in the NFL is the Denver Broncos. It is. Also the longest win streak in the NFL. And they got that win streak by ending the prior longest win streak in the NFL, which was the Minnesota Vikings. Broncos over Vikings. It's really cool to see what Sean Payton's doing because it wasn't cool for a long time. He shows up and it's all this draconian tough guy nonsense about no bucket hats on the sidelines during preseason games and no in-game interviews and no sunglasses. Like, I don't know, easy, Sean, being kind of a jerk. And then you start one and five, like, Sean, you look ridiculous. Why don't you just go back and take a victory lap and try to kneecap Nathaniel Hackett one more time? They look bad. And now it looks really good. All those like buzzwords that they stencil on weight room walls and high schools and pro teams alike, like culture and believe and all that stuff. It kind of works. You show up and you watch the Broncos. They basically have the same roster they did last year when they were in embarrassments. It's not major changes. It's just different coaching. It's different hashtag culture. It's different hashtag belief. It's really cool. Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton have this crazy chemistry. I'm talking about Cortland Sutton in take number one about an entire NFL weekend. I am because he has five straight games with a touchdown, including a game winner. Broncos, number one story in the league right now. It's really cool, and they have a big game this weekend. Take number two. Aha. Browns had the best one of the week. The Cleveland Browns had the best one of the week over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dorian Thompson 
Robinson. Not a lot of famous Dorians I can think of. The portrait of Dorian Gray I read in high school English. But I'll tell you what, he was the portrait of a clutch quarterback in the fourth quarter. You know who I credit for that? I'm going to, again, a lot of of coaching talk this week. Kevin Stefanski sees Deshaun Watson get hit by lightning and is out for the season, and he has a choice. My God, we have a really good record and a really good defense. What the hell am I supposed to do? Should we just trade for somebody out there? Should we pull somebody off the street like the Rams tried to do with Carson Wentz? Should we hand it to P.J. Walker, who's been around and played some football? Yeah, we should probably do that. No, screw it. I like DTR. I know it was abysmal against the Ravens. They threw three interceptions and completed nine passes. But that was a tough circumstance. I'm going to go with him. He would have caught hell for that. I think if DTR got messed up by J.J. Watt and Highsmith yesterday and wasn't the part, Kevin, why the hell did you put that rookie in? Why would you do that? He knows what he's doing. I thought Stefanski came off really well in the Browns. Alive. Alive. It's pretty cool. Take number three. I have a new favorite player in the NFL. I got it. I talked about him last week on the show. Then he was on my radar. Now he is my favorite player in the NFL, and it's Steelers running back Jalen Warren. I don't give a damn that the Steelers lost to the Browns. Jalen Warren is a badass. I love him. Every time number 30 for the Steelers gets the ball, you can feel the juice, you can feel the adrenaline, you can feel the heat, and you can feel some defender who's going to try to tackle him, who's going to get thrown into the fifth row. Nobody in the NFL runs consistently as hard as Jalen Warren does on the Steelers. I love you, Isaiah Pacheco. I love you, several other guys. It is Warren, and I am mystified why he had nine carries yesterday. I get it. He's undrafted. Who cares? Najee Harris, high drafted. Who cares? We're all in the pros right now. Jalen Warren deserves more carries, more touches. You get him the ball more yesterday, maybe you win that game. I love Jalen Warren. Watch him on Angry Runs tomorrow. Take number four. Tyreek Hill is having an all, 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 all-time season. All-time season. So he is really, really going to run down this receiving record. It's the Calvin Johnson record. It's 1,964 yards in one season. I've looked at this. Tyreek Hill is going for 122 yards per game. 122 yards per game. That means in a 16-game span, he will be right there around 1964, right there around Calvin Johnson's record. Why do I bring that up? Because if Tyreek's going to do this, I want him to do it in 16 games. Calvin did it in 16. Rice did all his records in 16. If Tyreek does it in 17 games and gets 2,000 yards, that's great. But then you get people saying, Oh, yeah, but he had an extra game, and they're not wrong. It's, you know, it's like the Roger Maris 61 with a little asterisk. I wanted to do it in 16 games. You know what would be even cooler? What if Tyreek Hill broke the all-time single-season receiving record, and he did it in 15 games? That would be the all-timer, and he has it in him. Right now, he's right around to do it in 16. I want to see him do it in 15. I'm always doing it in 10 minutes. Take number five. Man, the Bills have a big overhand right, don't they? It's been messy. It's been ugly. They've been covering up in the corner and losing. They throw that right-hand haymaker like George Foreman before he was selling grills and he was smashing grills in the ring. When they are right and Allen is steady and he is right, they can beat anybody in the league. Now, when he's not, they can lose anybody in the league, and they have. But also, I think that firing the coordinator, God, it was a tough choice. I know Allen loved him. I'm sure McDermott loved him. But doing it was the right choice. You ever have somebody in your life that you need to cut out, even though you have fun with them, or maybe your significant other needs you to cut them out. Like you need to stop hanging out with Mitch. He brings out the worst in you and you drink too much and you get in trouble and you text and tweet things you shouldn't. You're like, yeah, I know, but I love Mitch. Deep down, you know that Mitch is not good for you and you could be better and you do it. I think that's what they did with Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey, good guy. I'm not calling him a Mitch. I'm just saying 
they did look pretty good yesterday after letting him go. Take number six. Zach Wilson, can you make it a little easier on us? I know you're not good at quarterback. It's a very difficult league. I'm not even going to blame you for that. Can you stop falling on your keister in the middle of the game, in the middle of the field? We try to be positive in the streets that I walk in in the NFL. I try not to gratuitously attack people with us. I really have to. Zach Wilson, stop falling. I've seen thousands of football games. I've never seen a quarterback simply taking the field with his offense, fall down backwards on his butt in front of the entire crowd. You're on the front page of the New York Post. Help me help you, Zach. I'm not even expecting you to be good at football anymore. Can you be good at walking? It would help. Take number seven. Justin Fields is the most fascinating and underrated storyline of the second half of the season. Let me tell you why. Yesterday's loss to the Lions, congrats to the Lions, you won again, was so interesting in the sense that he played really well and they lost. It's exactly like the entire last year was for the Bears, the 2022 season. Like, Fields is incredible. He might win MVP next year. They keep losing every week, but he's incredible. Do you understand? I tweeted this yesterday. I still have no idea what the Bears are going to do with Justin Fields after the season, and I don't think they do either. There were people who were pissed about that and say, how can you call out Fields at this point? This loss wasn't about him. It was about the coaches. Of course it was. Of course it was. But it's a bigger picture than that. The Bears are going to have the number one overall draft pick again. And you're telling me that if they have that and Fields, who right now is 6-26 and in the NFL, they're going to sit there and look at those quarterbacks coming out and say, nope. Nope, we're going to not draft a quarterback because we just want to stick with Justin. It's tough. I don't know if they can or not. They had the number one pick last year. They traded it. Would they trade the number one overall pick two years in a row for another King's Ransom for someone to draft Caleb out of UFC because they're not going to? Did I say UFC? Caleb probably could fight it, but he plays for USC. It is so fascinating. I love Fields, and he could play really well the rest of the season. The Bears will keep him. If you don't believe that, you don't know the Bears. They're old-fashioned. They're old-stubborn. They will try to make it work. They will take the Marvin Harrison kid, and they'll take a lineman and say, let's try it again with Justin. It gets very complicated. That's why I like watching it. Take number eight. I'm not giving up on the Rodgers thing. You're throwing up. You're rolling your eyes. I want Rodgers to come back. I think it's hilarious. On Christmas Eve, the night before the birth of Christ, I want the rebirth of Aaron Rodgers. The Jets need to go 3-1, and one, in my estimation, over the next month. If he's really going to come back on 12-24, which I think he is going to try to do, they need to go 3-1 and one to get to 7-7 seven and seven to have some kind of shot. People are like, why is he doing this? And every ex-player I've ever heard says, he can't do it. Achilles ruptures are terrible. There's no way he'll do it. We've said for years, when is Rodgers going to get back to another Super Bowl? When is he going to get back to a second Super Bowl? I think coming back this season from this injury is his second Super Bowl. I think it is his reason for living. I think he wants to do it even if it's irresponsible, even if the line sucks. He probably even wants to do it if they are out of playoff contention. I really believe this means so much to him, and I don't know if there's anybody in the Jets organization who's going to tell him not to, because I don't think they've said no to him about anything else since he showed up. They got to go three and one, though. It's going to be a tough ass. Take number nine. LAX is the worst airport in the United States. Los Angeles International Airport is the worst, crappiest suckiest, most pathetic airport in the United States. And if that was maroon somewhere in the middle of the country or not something that places in a travel hub or desirable location, you could get it. You call yourself the entertainment capital of the world, Tinseltown. Your airport is terrible. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. I was in the JetBlue terminal. There are no interesting restaurants. There's no convenient place to eat. It is all your just standard issue, boilerplate, crappy, pseudo sports bar slash Tex-Mex garbage. LAX. I used to live there for years. It's pointless. 
LA should be ashamed that that's your airport. That stupid alien Martian thing in the middle that used to be a restaurant now isn't even a restaurant. It is so bad. It is the worst airport. Best airport I've been to is Portland. Worst LAX. Take number 10. I want some chicken cutlets. I don't even know what that is. Tommy DeVito, the Giants quarterback, says his mom makes them. Tommy DeVito had three touchdowns this weekend. I think I'm going to try to replace turkey with chicken cutlets this Thanksgiving. I don't even know what chicken cutlets are. I'm sorry. I'll just admit it. Are they chicken? Are they cut really small? Is it like chicken parm without the sauce and the cheese? I don't know, but I want them. Boom! Ten minutes. We got it in. Woo! I'm looking down at my list. I'm like, I could keep talking for 30 minutes on how crappy LAX is. I don't know if I'm going to have time to get to the chicken cutlets take, much less make it understandable what I'm talking about. I'm not sure I did do that, but that's it. Ten minutes, ten takes. We have to stick to the rules. It is a a la carte side item show to listen to when you are in a hurry. I appreciate you did. I hope you will next week when we start take number 111. And uh, I love you. Like, subscribe, share, tweet, respond. Tell me what a chicken cutlet is. Tell me that LAX is not the worst airport in the United States. And I will tell you, you are a liar. See you next week, guys. 10 takes with me. That's Kyle Brett. Love you. Bye. Ten Takes is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more iHeartRadio pods, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to Apple, go anywhere you like, it'll be there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.